I'd like to see Derrick Rose get a chance to go somewhere else, get traded. Um, I think it's hard to play at home. Um, it's hard to be there your whole career. Maybe a fresh environment would be great for him. I don't think Jimmy Butler's going anywhere. He's too good, uh, unless you're going to, like, really rip off Minnesota. It's the future. Down in distance. On WGNRadio.com. The Warriors do it by becoming only the 10th team out of 223 to win a best of seven series while trailing three games to one. This has been an epic series for the defending champions headed back to the NBA Finals where once again they'll meet up with LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron this time around has the full cast, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. Welcome into Down and Distance, Jared Payton, alongside my man Sean Davis. Get a chance to talk about the NBA. The finals are set. The Cavs going up against the defending world champions, the Warriors. And we get a chance to kind of talk with it from one of my homeboys and Sean, somebody I know that you follow, especially on Twitter as well. Mark Spears, senior NBA writer for The Undefeated. Follow him on Twitter at Mark, M-A-R-C-J, Spears, ESPN. Man, what's going on, man? Well, I'm actually sitting here at Oracle Arena on this uh, Wednesday morning and looking at the new final sign they just put up on the, on the Jumbotron and they're starting to put stuff together, doing a couple of uh, video hits for ESPN um, and just excited about what's to happen, what's coming, the, the big rematch, Cleveland versus Golden State tomorrow night starting in Oakland. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to watch how that Western Conference final kind of played itself out I mean it was one for the ages the Warriors battled with OKC they were down 3-1 find a way to push it to a game seven win that game seven and then take it to the finals now but then the next morning Mark the next morning I wake up and the first thing when I turn on my TV it's all about KD the next morning which I knew that it would be so my question to you is is did KD play his last game in OKC you know I, I don't I don't think so uh, I talked to him and his agent after the game and, you know, put a story on the undefeated about it. But uh, I, I think that he was adamant about that they were going in the right direction. And when, what I mean by that is, uh, you know, you got a new coach who did well, despite the challenges he had with his coaching staff with Monty Williams being out and uh, with the horrible tragedy that his wife uh, passed. Um, and then also Mo Cheeks was gone, but they, they still won 65 games. Uh, they, they beat San Antonio. They, they had the Warriors and the, the champs on the verge of elimination. And you did this with a bunch of young guys that, you know, KD didn't, for the most part, hadn't played with because he had missed most of the season before. Um, uh, you know, Russell's still young. KD's still young. Cantor, Adams, you know, uh, the rookie kid doing all the dancing. All these guys are young. And uh, I think they, uh, he knows that if he stays, they got something special moving forward. But that being said, I mean, hey, uh, Oklahoma City is not as sexy as, say, the Bay Area or Miami South Beach or uh, Manhattan, you know, or uh, Los Angeles, Hollywood. So, you know, you got that to weigh. There will be some, certainly some strong interest there. But I, I could see him re-signing for a year with an option for another year. 
that Western Conference final, the way it ended up, was it more about the rise of Clay and Steph or the fall of KD and Russ? Um, I, I think it, the, the Warriors showed the heart of a champion, uh, big time. You know, uh, uh, it was very surprising that they were able to come back from 3-1. I'll admit, I thought they were over with, especially the way Steph was hurt and Steph was struggling. I, but Clay Thompson was phenomenal. Uh, Draymond Green woke up, and eventually Steph's uh, knee started getting that oil back in it, and he was great. And so it was a, definitely a devastating loss for the Thunder. But, you know, hey, you're going to beat the champion. you got to knock them out. And they didn't. They had their chance. I'm sure it's going to be a long offseason thinking about it. It's going to be something that the Thunder – organization, the players, the owner will think about the rest of their lives, but they'll give the Warriors credit. They fought, fought back, and they won, and they got back to the finals. Mark, coming into this series and coming into this finals, it's a little bit different than it was last season. I mean, you're looking at, you're coming in with Cleveland's big three healthy coming into the season. I guess not everybody's super healthy, but they come in healthy being able to be on the floor. Uh, what's it going to be like different for them matching up against this Warriors team this year than last year? Well, I mean, uh, the coach is different. Um, the Warriors actually beat them healthy on Christmas and then in Cleveland. So, But with Tyron Lue, it, it does appear to be different as far as, you know, how he uses Kevin Love and, and the players seem to fight more for him. So I, I do think this is a more – spirited bunch than the Warriors faced in, in their two uh, beatings of Cleveland this year. Um, uh, I think they got they like being the underdog in this. They they like uh, having a chip on their shoulder. I think LeBron thrives off of being the underdog and not having the pressure on them. Um, but the Warriors are a great team, too. They're resilient. Uh, they know how to come back from when their backs are against the wall. I think it's going to be a long series and uh, expect the Warriors to win it in seven. Another long series for them. Last year's final, it took six games for Golden State to get rid of a depleted Cleveland Cavaliers team without two of their best three players. And Andre Iguodala ended up being the MVP. So moving forward into this finals, give me some guys off the radar that are not the stars for each team that can swing this series one way or the other. Well, um, obviously Iguodala is important. He's the reigning, he's, I don't know if he's off the radar, but he's the reigning finals MVP. He's probably going to start. Um, and he, he uh, had to guard LeBron in the finals last year. And, um, despite Le- LeBron's guardy, gaudy scoring numbers, I mean, he took a lot of shots in the uh, last finals. So, you know, Iguodala is certainly key. They need uh, Harrison Barnes. To, to get going, and he, he played better at the end of the Western Conference Finals. It'd be great coming off the bench if, if he's coming off the bench. Um, and I think Sean Livingston is important as well. As it, but to me, like uh, it, it could be a small series, but Bogut is certainly a guy that, if healthy, him and Festus Azili could be important for the Warriors. Um, on the flip side, um, you know, Tristan Thompson's rebounding has to be key. Shumpert's defense has to be huge. Um, and I'm, I'm going to have my eye on Channing Fry and what kind of threat he is three-point wide. He's a guy that wasn't there when the Warriors played him last time. So uh, Channing Fry's uh, three-point prowess certainly could be a factor as well. Spears, I got to ask you this question, man. Well, first let me let me state this first. Six straight finals for LeBron James. How impressive. And if you're talking about the best player on the planet right now, that is... 
your answer? Um, I'm gonna have to say Stephen Curry because uh, he's a reigning MVP. His team is champs. The you know reigning champs, or he's a two-time MVP now. Um, you know, pound for pound, is he the best? I'm sure people could say LeBron or KD is better, but right now I'm I'm going with the guy that's winning. The guy that has 73 wins, the guy that has two MVP trophies. Um, Clay Thompson is actually playing great, perhaps even better than Steph right now. But to me, it's Steph's world. And uh, until taken away, uh, he has the crown. And let's see what happens in these finals. Talking to Mark Spears right here on Down and Distance. Mark, I want to talk about the piece you released on Undefeated.com this morning talking about the disparity of black executives in the National Basketball Association. And I'm going to go to a quote from an NBA assistant GM who wants to stay anonymous. It says that if 75% of the NHL's general managers were black, I'm sure it would be a big issue. Now, a lot of people could look at that statement and say, man, that might be overblowing the situation. But moving forward, the story talked about Tony Parker and his involvement with his team in France and how he looks forward to being a GM in the NBA and an executive in the NBA one day. Is it upon the players that exist now moving forward to really be the leaders of this move to get more black executives in the NBA? Well, um, you know, the players have power, and, and there's going to be a new collective bargaining agreement. And so perhaps what the players can do is say, hey, there needs to be a Rooney rule in the NBA. Um, uh, it is imperative that more coaches that, uh, that are black are, are hired, more GMs, more people of color are hired as presidents. And, you know, the numbers are very embarrassing that, that there's only one black president and three black GMs, only two of them are African-American, one's African. Uh, and when the league is 75% black, um, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it, it is terrible. Um, and, you know, I, I think the thing is that people always are scared to talk about race, um, but we have to talk about it. We have to have these discussions in order to move forward to advance. And, you know, there, there are qualified guys, lots of qualified guys. Um, so to me, I, I think this is a story you know, obviously some people might be taken aback, but I think now um, we have to talk about this so we can move forward and find solutions for uh, a better world. And in the story, you talked about Billy King and Rod Higgins. A lot of people could look at their record when they were at the helm of their teams, and the losing record might say that the blacks have been given an opportunity and they failed at their jobs. Is that a perception moving forward that needs yeah. to be changed or opened up? And well, there's a a lot of white GMs that have failed at this gotten two or three chances. So, I mean, you got to take the race out of it. Um, there's a lot of guys like Scott Perry and Troy Weaver who haven't even gotten an opportunity but certainly have paid their dues. So uh, I think the thing is, you know, bring them in for an interview. I'm, I'm not saying put a gun to anybody's head and yeah. hire anybody, but at least get them an interview and let them prove that they're the best man for the job. Hey, uh, Mark, before we, we'll let you go on this one, just real quick here in Chicago, a lot of the talk has been about here in the in basketball world in Chicago is about Jimmy Butler and Derrick Rose being able to coexist on the court together. Also been talks about maybe getting rid of one of the guys. Uh, your thoughts on the situation here in Chicago with these two stars? Well, I'd I like to see Derrick Rose get a chance to go somewhere else, get traded. Um, I think it's hard to play at home. Um, it's hard to be there your whole career. Maybe a fresh environment would be great for him. I, I don't think Jimmy Butler's going anywhere. He's too good. Uh, unless you're going to, like, really rip off Minnesota, which could have some interest in him. 
because Thibodeau's coaching there. I, I don't think he goes anywhere. But uh, it's certainly going to be some offers thrown the Bulls' way this offseason. And uh, I'm intrigued to see what ends up happening. All right, man. We appreciate your time as always, man. Congratulations on the new gig. I know I've, been, I've hit you on Facebook and didn't get a chance to talk to you. Yeah. Last time I talked to you was when I was on the West Coast. But always look forward to talking to you and uh, be blessed as always. All right, JP. Thanks, brothers. Right, talk man. to you soon, man. Appreciate right, you. Appreciate you. being on the podcast. That's my man, Mark Spears. The man, the myth. Legend. It's your brother in the game. Yeah, man. He's pretty cool. Senior NBA writer on Undefeated. Check it out, man. Follow him on Twitter. I mean, when you need basketball knowledge, he gives you that basketball knowledge. The yeah. reason why I think I like like him the most is because of how real he is when it comes to um, situations. When we're talking about diversity, when we at higher-ups in the NBA, in the league. You brought me to a point because that's one of the biggest things that my dad had, you know, that was one of the things he strived for. He wanted to be the first, one of the first black owners in, in the NFL. That was like one of his goals. And when it didn't happen and it fell through and the expansion went to, where did it go? To, is it Jacksonville and Carolina? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Carolina. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he was crushed. So you just, you got to give people a chance. Everybody deserves a chance, no matter what color your skin is, man. Everybody should be given a chance. And if you're qualified, you have to be qualified for a job, right? If you're qualified, then, you know. You know, the happen. amazing thing, we asked him about that. It's a great article. We'll put it in the podcast and the write-up. Put the link there for you to read. That quote from an assistant general manager in the NBA says a lot. You know, when you look at it, yeah, if 75% of the executives in the National Hockey League were African-American then in Canada, right? Yeah. That's a huge problem. I guarantee you there would be an uprise. And as I said before, a lot of times people try to use Billy King, uh, his lack of uh, success as a general manager uh, with his time with Philadelphia and then his time in Brooklyn or New Jersey. Uh Higgins, what he did. But Higgins, you know, you look at Charlotte and where they are now. He was there into 2014. And that team has turned around based upon some moves and some drafts that he actually got done. So, and he has experience going all the way back to Golden State. He was a great player with Golden State. Great player here with Chicago Bulls. Very close with the owner of the Charlotte Bobcats, one Michael Jordan. So, when you look at that situation, as he said before, you have other general managers that have gotten several opportunities. I mean, we can go. Mike D'Antoni is still getting chances yeah, to coach in the National Basketball Association. I don't know. What's going it's on. ridiculous. I understand Tom Thibodeau getting the power that he wanted. Yeah. Right? He had the leverage. Yeah, he did. And coming out of the situation that he came out of with Gar and Pax, he wanted that. And you knew once you brought him in for an interview, that's what you were going to have to give him. But I get than, that. Sean than- Marks, though. Giving him that position with limited experience, only three years down in San Antonio. Understand he comes from a winning program. He learned at the feet of Pop. So you think he might bring some of that pedigree over? Danny Ferry brought some of that pedigree over to Atlanta and turned that situation around. Unfortunately, he got caught up in some off-the-court front office situations that all of us, eh, it depends on how you view him, but it just wasn't a good look. But just moving forward. There needs to be more diversity. There needs to be more opportunity. And as Mark Spears says, take color away from it, man. Yeah, just, just take color away from listen, it and if look you're qualified, at the resumes. If you're qualified for the job, at least get 
at least get a, a you know a mention here and there. Let it get the opportunity. I just believe that we, you know, and it, there is different. These something days, totally different. It's a buddy buddy system though all the time in these leagues, man. It's like it's who you know. We see it all the time with these recycles, especially with coaches, Sean. It's, it's, it gets recycled around where a guy can leave somewhere. We see it in college football all the time, don't we? Where where we see a guy who, you know, loses a job next thing you know he's what he goes to be is the defensive back coach for a while. Then he gets another head coaching job. It's about who you know, who you're friends with, who you're close with. Because a lot of times if you're not in that position that Tom Thibodeau was in to get the power, then you're in, almost in the same situation again where – you become kind of a a prisoner to what people above you want to do and not actually have the power. Where he, the situation he was here in Chicago, where it was like you're fighting with the level above you where the ceiling's coming down, but you're trying to push it up. And you were all trying to go up. That ceiling's coming down and they want to drop right down on you. It's it, To me, it's, it's a no-win situation. And the reason why we look at the situation here in Chicago where it's like, People laugh about it. Tough game. Dude, we got so much more to talk about before we get out of here. Oh, man. So let's let's close this up. NBA talk. Mark Spears jumping on with us from ESPN. Making your pick? You're going to say that for later. Man, we might not have later. I mean, this one, once it's got them I mean, game start tomorrow, I'm not going to pick I'm not going to pick a series once we in a, a game in. So you want what do you want me to pick with, man? My heart? I have a hard time, man. I just have a hard time. I really believe I believe Golden State's going to win the series. I want Cleveland to win. I want Cleveland to win. I want them to have a championship, man. That's it. That city needs a championship. And for LeBron to be able to come back home, to bring a championship home, to me would be one of those things in sports that you like you look up like you're you're waiting for. I know it's not as long as the Cubs drought. Right. But it's a this a long time for a city to go through what they've gone through to not have a championship. So um I don't know. So I'm gonna say Warriors. But in seven. It's going this is going this is going to the wire. Yeah. Go ahead. You're next. You know I'm going Brian Brian. By the way, if you had to choose the Steph song or the Bron Bron song, the Bron Bron song is funny. I, I had to, I had to give it. There's people out here, dude. I have to give it to it. The Bron Bron song is pretty funny. Yo, I and I think the best Jordan meme or the best GIF I saw was after Game Six of the Eastern Conference Finals when someone tweeted out the GIF of uh, LeBron dunking. And jumping out the Air Canada Center and jumping up to uh, Drake. Drake. Yeah, yeah I saw and that. kicking him off. My favorite meme was uh, Westbrook. And then the, the Jordan meme, and then he goes like straight to his head, and the Jordan meme pops on his head at the end. That's hilarious. <laughs> Down the distance, man, as always, hit us up on Twitter at DAD Pod. I'm at Peyton Sun, P A Y T one S U N. He's SD2 Mike Sean Davis. Hit us up, as always, converting here on Down the Distance.